So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about... uh. And dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents Podcast. That is the word My Two Cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast. Right after that, you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast. Once again, go over, subscribe to the My Two Cents Podcast. New episodes every Monday, just like this podcast. Now let's get back to the show. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. You love Ernest, same guy, different name. Back again with another episode, the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. And in this episode, we'll be talking about a number of things. Where I want to start off with is bringing up Gills Lane Maxwell again, or Gills Lane, Gills Lane Maxwell. Again, um, for those who don't know, Gills Lane Maxwell is or was depending on how you want to word it the girlfriend of jeffrey epstein jeffrey epstein you know the big pedophile who is buddy buddy with donald trump but also buddy buddy with joe biden uh well not necessarily joe biden but the clintons the democrats in general um so joe biden's name could be probably on that ledger a bunch of celebrities are buddy-buddy with him as well. Beyonce being one of them. Uh, being one of the names, at least, that was on his little charter plane or whatever. You can look all that information up, uh, but look it up fast before they suppress it. Just like how they're suppressing this news about Ghislaine Maxwell. Now, Ghislaine, I talked about her before. If you are a listener of this podcast, which... I appreciate you for being a listener of this podcast. I, I got my Spotify wrapped results <laughs> uh, like many other podcasters did, uh, who especially podcasters who have their podcasts on Spotify, or at least one of the platforms being Spotify, you know, as I do. And yeah, I got my wrapped results. I'll do an episode on that. But, you know, I just had to say thank you for being a listener for all the listeners out there. Anyways. Now that I've gotten the thanks out the way and stuff, if you've heard me, you've heard me talk about just Lane in the past. Actually, I think it was this year, actually, when I did an episode discussing just Lane Maxwell. This is when she first was uh, finally arrested for her part in the big pedophile sets, cult sets, slavery rink that... Jeffrey Epstein was a part of, but pretty much ended up getting blamed for 
when he wasn't the headmaster and again he wasn't the only one involved in this you know as i named the very prominent political and celebrity names that were a part of this and the more political names and celebrity names you will find out once you do your you do research on it you know if i find any articles and whatever i will link down below if i remember to do so of course i'll link some stuff down below in the description box below for you to read up on whatever information you want regarding a situation but what i wanted to talk about is just the lack of coverage that jill's lane maxwell is getting of course the media is going to come up with every other thing to distract people from asking about this just like how they wanted to do so when jeffrey epstein was serving his time of course and surrounding his apparent or supposed suicide right they wanted to do everything in their power to keep people from knowing about it and if they did talk about it it was jeffrey epstein pedophile guy killed himself next let's talk about the weather and you know that was that so you know i'm just looking at the lack of coverage this woman is getting and the soft treatment she's getting from other white judges you know white female judges which is crazy because people love to act as if though had a woman be president or you put a woman in charge and everything that is immoral that's happening it's never going to happen women if you put a woman in charge and you know blah 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 and this is how we know god is not a woman because if god was a woman all these bad things wouldn't happen in the world and blah, all that shit right people say People got these crazy comments and act as if though women are incapable of doing wrong and being evil. And it's crazy because there this this be from women who actually do wrong. This be from people, both men and women, who have been done wrong by women, yet they still want to carry on this idea and mindset. And I've mentioned this before, it's just real dumb, and this is how this case is going. It's real dumb to think, to to say women should have full autonomy on this, that, and the third. They have a choice on this, that, and the third. They're very capable of thinking for themselves, doing for themselves. But then when a woman actually thinks and does for herself and these things are immoral like pedophilia or sex slavery then it's oh no it was a man that put her up to it she felt compelled to do it because she was in love it was love and it was a man who so it's the game that they play especially the white feminists you know and of course i had to take the time to get on the white feminists the white women in general whether they want to call themselves feminists or not uh, but white society in general so it's white supremacy it's it's the other sectors under the whole white supremacist umbrella being white feminism and white women in general, whether they want to call themselves a feminist or not, because believe it or not, not every white woman is a feminist. So there's that. But there are still, even the ones who don't call themselves feminists still are racist and still want to um, benefit from and do benefit from white supremacy. And Ghislaine Maxwell is one of them. I don't know if she calls herself a feminist, right? Since she's buddy-buddy with Hillary Clinton, I'm pretty sure she will because Hillary Clinton will call herself a feminist 
Meanwhile, she did all that shit talking about uh, Monica Lewinsky, you know, putting down another woman. She put down other women in general. Hell, she was very, very, very rude and very dismissive of another woman being Jill Stein back in 2016, you know? So, yeah, all this feminist, 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 all for women, all for the support of women and stuff. If, if Hillary was really... I really want to see a woman president, right? And if that's not going to be be me, how about I vote for or support the other woman that is on the ballot, you know? Because if that's what I really want, right? That her thing was I just really want to see be see you know, well that was a lot of her voters are saying that too. I just really want a woman as president. I'm tired of these men being presidents, right? You had Jill Stein on the ballot as well, who had a lot, who was a way better, uh, who would have been a way better president, if you ask me. Based on what I've, you know, my judgment, of course, would have been a way better president than Hillary. None of them won, obviously. We know who won in, in 2016. But just saying, if you really wanted that, and if you really wanted a woman, and you really wanted a woman with great policies, Jill Stein was that. Anyways, back on to Jill Slane, not Jill Stein. I just I just wanted to talk about I just wanted to remind people, honestly. I didn't want to spend too much time on it. I just I just saw the lack of coverage that was going on. And I was like, you know what? I want to remind people of of who this woman is. I I don't remember the title per se of the episode where I talked about it. You're gonna have to do some research on that. You know, go back and, uh, but I do believe it was this year. So you don't have to scroll too much. I think it was like the beginning, beginning or one of the earlier months of this year, 2021, by the way, if you are listening to this in 2022 or some other time, hell, even if you're listening to in the future, I don't know if Jill Slane Maxwell is going to get the same treatment that her boyfriend got, you know, I because Epstein was threatening to 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 tell. He was threatening to to snitch on everybody because he was like, "No way in hell I'm taking a fall for all of this. I wasn't the only one involved in this hell. And hell, I I got some news for y'all. I'm not even the biggest dog as they're put putting it out. I'm not the big dog in this little thing we got going on here or this thing we had going on here, right?" I'm not even the biggest dog. I'm just a fall guy, you know? And guess what? I'm snitching. I'm telling. I'm telling names. I'm dropping dimes. I'm doing all of that. So that is, he, he, he says that, and then apparently he kills himself, okay? I feel like they're going to use, oh, my God, she was, with, with this whole Jill's Lane thing, they're going to be like, oh, my God, her boyfriend killed himself. She's going through the emotional uh, distress of that, you know, a death of a loved one. She was, again, quote, forced in these people's eyes to do what she did. All that BS. So just here to remind y'all that this woman is guilty as sin, just as guilty as her man, just as guilty as everybody else involved in this in, in these situations. She deserves to be talked about 
in the news and treated as if any other pedophile or anybody that was a part of a sex slavery rank would be treated as. But she's not. Because white supremacy is always going to do what they do to protect their own. Also, pretty much the, the, the people who are involved in this situation. I don't think J Jill Lane wants to rat. Therefore, she is being protected by the various people that are that have people in power that are involved in this situation as well. You know, so keep that in mind. <laughs> Stay woke as always. And we'll get on to the next topic. Stay tuned. All right, so I wanted to talk about this thing that is called financial cheating. Now, I'm only giving you the earnest definition from what I've seen being defined as hell. I can probably, I can Google it for y'all, um, the definition of five financial cheating although I think it's dumb here goes the definition um, and this is a definition defined by invest investopedia.com that's a cute name <laughs> financial infidelity is when couples with combined finances lie to each other about money examples of financial infidelity can include hiding existing debts excessive expenditures expend expenses motherfuckers <laughs> without notifying the other partner and lying about the use of money so I'm reading the first part and it says when couples with combined finances that to me needs more of a definition now that could be the easiest thing to you but why I say it needs to be more defined because um, couples with combined finances could be you there are there's a couple right whether they're married or no let's just say they're not married in this situation right they're not married, but they're living together. And they both have a job. And they verbally and via the signed lease agreement are have agreed that they are both responsible for paying rent um, and any other expenses for the house. Verbally, they've agreed that if they have bills such as, you know, a uh, cable bill or, you know, the the uh, food and grocery bill, uh, you know, keeping up the house and things of that nature, that they verbally agreed that they would both uh, either equally take part in or they would have... Uh, you know, if there's percentages, you know, someone does 30, someone does 70% of it, someone does 60, 40, you know, 90, 10, 95, 5, 80, 20, however you want to put it, right? If they both agree on that, then 
is that a part of a combined type of because it's still combining and not even a 70 30 is still a combined it's not an equal com- combination it's not 50 50 but nonetheless it's still a combination of the finances between the two so and I know the definition again by Investopedia stated that this was a they just stated couples they didn't say married couples they didn't say pretty sure if I were to go deeper into the Investopedia website they probably define it more but that was just the you know I guess the cliff notes Google definition when you uh, you know search definition of when I typed in financial cheating, they define it as financial infidelity, but it's the same shit. Cheating, infidelity, same thing, right? So that is where I just want more clarity. Are you speaking, one, are you speaking specifically only for married couples? Because I know married couples tend to have joint accounts. And with that definition, if someone were to do these things with a joint account, I can absolutely see why financial cheating would be a big deal, right? Because you are, you, we, we agreed that we're going to have this joint account. And with this joint account, we are both equally responsible for the upkeep of this account. But if you are using this money to pay off debts that I didn't know you had to pay off these expensive things, it will, you know, instead of using your own personal money uh, to, to buy all your little jewelry, your concert tickets, your trips to uh, Dubai and all this other shit and, and all this other stuff, right? Your, your, your drug, alcohol habits, whatever, right? Your clothing habits, your gaming habits your whatever habits, right? Eating habits. But if you're using our joint account, the money that we both put in for your own personal stuff, when this is supposed to be for us to handle things that we both, you know, need to handle. Yeah, I can see why that would be a big deal for somebody. Um, But as far as and I still think it's a big deal too for the example that I gave. If it's just a couple who might not be married, but they are living together, right? I don't know any couples who are not married who don't have a joint account. I don't know many too. I don't know too many married couples who do either. Uh, growing up, I did, but as of now, I don't. To be honest with you. Um, but I'm not in people's finances like that. Um, and the only reason I knew about it as a kid is because, well, my mom would gossip with her friends about shit like that. So I would overhear this stuff. I'd be overhear stuff I wouldn't I shouldn't be overhearing as a kid. And I wasn't purposely eavesdropping. It was just, you know, part of the conversations they were having. Right? Uh so yeah, that's how I knew about that stuff growing up. But like, I, I stayed out of grown folks' business back then. I stay out of grown folks' business now, as a grown folk himself. So I don't know. Uh, like I said, I don't know too many people in general with joint accounts. I'm not saying it's not a thing anymore. It could be. 
It's your business. You're not in a relationship with me. I don't really care about your finances. If you are, though, here's my take on this whole financial cheating thing. Like I stated at the top, I think that it was a stu- when I first heard about it, I thought it was stupid. Um, now, I'm not going to be as harsh about the whole financial th- cheating thing as I once was when I first heard about the term. But I still think that this is a form of trying to take away an individual's freedom of finances. And I think it's very restricting to the individual, both the individuals, but especially to the individual in the, in the, uh, in the relationship who seems to be the more responsible one financially. This is a mistake I'm currently making, to be honest with you. And I've made, and and I don't want to make this mistake again. And I'm being fully transparent with y'all. Being the individual in the relationship who seems to be the only one who is financially sound, right? Or at least wants to be more financially sound. Because I'm going to be honest with you again. If I could talk shit about other people, I could definitely say critique myself. I'm not the most financially sound individual out there. I mean, I got debts I need to pay down, you know, still. Um... But I'm very, very, very much into trying. Hell, I've gotten a lot better. This year was a blur. But this year, for sure, for sure, I've gotten a lot better with my finances than any other year of my damn life. I kid you not. This year, I've been so damn strict with my money that it's just... I'm very impressed with how I've been handling my finance. I I, I don't give it a twist. I didn't go from zero to 100. I'm still from zero to, I went from like zero to 45, (laughs) but like I didn't go from that. I didn't, I'm not anywhere near the financial peak or financial perfection or financial stability that I want to be, but I'm very impressed with the little progress that I've made been making and this year I would say was the first year in my life where I was I would consider myself to be someone who is very financially uh you know making smart financial decisions even though I've had more money in the past but I've had more money in the past and blew that Now, I'm trying to get on my way back up. But what I'm saying is this whole you're a financial cheater situation or this title that we're going to give to people can be given to the wrong individuals, can be a label put on the the wrong individual um, simply because they want to do better with themselves. Now, me, I'm someone that is... I tried talking. I tried talking about it. I, I tried the discussion. It's not like I just talking shit on the podcast. I tried talking about it. 
they know it's an issue and they don't want to do anything about it. I'm at the point where it's like, I'm done trying. So I am, I guess in this definition, I'm financially cheating. What I'm doing with my money is I'm taking care of what I got to take care of here, but I'm also now just going to more so focus on the debts that I owe, the expenses that I have, and hell, from time to time, the wants that I have, you know? I am, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I am for financial cheating Financial cheating, people. Put it that way. Financial cheating. I am for financial cheating on somebody that you're not, you know for a fact this isn't going to last. And one of the reasons why it isn't going to last is because of how bad you are with your finances. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. That, you know, the divorce rate is, is it is what it is because finances and it's sad I think it's sad because I think that you have people out here who even if they're not and I'm not saying you got to be you know the most financial I'm not again I'm not a I'm not a financial wizard far from it I'm not I'm not a financial wizard but I take this shit seriously I take my finances seriously I take the money that I make, the money that I owe, the expenses that I have, seriously. I don't want to, but I have to. But you have people out there who simply, because they don't want to, they don't do it. You cannot have a relationship with those people. You cannot, especially if they are people who don't want to change. If you've done what I did and you tried talking about it, if you've done what I did and you tried to praise them for the financial, the good financial things they've done, but then they got complacent and they went back. At the end of the day, adults especially are going to do what they're going to do. If I was married to this woman and we had this joint account, they discussed they wanted a joint account. And I was like, eh, I just straight up said, eh, nah. Because uh, I know how fucking terrible you are with money. And I'm not going to continue to put myself in a deeper hole because we now have this money. We now have this account to where we're both putting in money. I might be putting in more money. And now I'm enabling. It's already like I'm enabling the bullshit. To be honest with you. But now this would literally be me enabling the bad purchases. The bad excuses for why. Oh, I just bought this. People will excuse things like I'm buying this for the house. I'm buying this pink Minnie Mouse you know, uh, 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 <laughs> cutlery set for the house. Really? You're buying something that only you like for the house. That's not a specific example, by the way. I'm just thinking on top of my head, you know? Uh, but 
you you can tell yourself all you want if you are the person that is the terrible person in these situations because they do this all the time. They'll tell themselves they're doing something unselfish by getting something for the house because, well, we need more dishes, right? We need more knives and spoons and forks and all this. But these are designs that you specifically like. Oh, we do both need, uh, oh, we need more, uh, hell, it could be something as simple as, you know, the curtains, right? We need curtains for this house. Okay, cool. We need curtains. But why is it, why does it seem like whenever we, in quotation marks, need something, it is something you specifically have a taste for. This isn't my taste. And I'm not saying people in relationships. And that's the other thing I wanted to get across before I ended off talking about this. People get this idea that relationships, once you get into a relationship, you have to give up every sense of who you are, every sense of individual aspect of who you are. And my thing is for anybody who wants to be in a relationship with me, you're going to have to accept me and for who I am. Because if I was attractive enough, if there was something about me that was attractive enough enough for you to want to get with me, then you should not expect me not to be that way. If we actually get into a relationship. These are situations that you should want me to be more or you want to see more of now that we are in this relationship and vice versa. If there is something that attracted me to you, right? Something about you individually. I, 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 there's no way in hell I would justify me saying, well, I don't want you to be that way anymore now that we're in a relationship. No, I want you to continue being what attracted me to you because that's going to keep me that the love and all the other things the experiences these are this this is what's going to keep me attracted to you i'm just speaking from my standpoint by the way maybe others feel the same way think the same way that's cool if you do or you don't but i think it's just crazy and i've experienced this many in many relationships before in the past of especially where you know, someone will really be into me for whatever reasons, but then uh, it, it'd be for whatever reason or for the simple fact that they like that I am my own person. I'm an individual. But then once we get into a relationship, I'm supposed to just give all that up and be this. Okay, now that we're in a relationship, you got to be this way. It's okay for you to be who you are when you're single. And I like that part about you. But I like that a part about you when you're a single man. When you're a man in a relationship with me, now you got to be this way because of whatever mold or whatever idea of what it means to be the man in a relationship or a man in a relationship. Now you got to be that. And it's typically a toxic, more so I'm there to only service them. You know, I'm there to spend money on them, give them money. Um, And it's like, okay, if we want to have these traditional, (laughs) 
quote-unquote traditional roles, then you have to be the traditional woman, which a lot of the times, again, when I've experienced that, they weren't, they weren't about it. Even the ones that said they were really, they wanted to do that. And it's like, no, you really wasn't about that. You're not really going to cook. First of all, if you can cook, that's number one. The ones that even could cook didn't want to cook all, all the time for us. They didn't want to clean the house. They didn't want to wash dishes. They didn't want to do the laundry. They didn't want to, none of that shit, right? They wanted the freedom of what it means to be a modern woman, but wanted the advantages that women's in the 50s got. Now, you're probably like, how does this relate to all this today, this, that, and the third? Again, financial cheating or infidelity. I feel like it's a term that was, again, there's valid, there's some valid uh, points to it. Like the, the, uh, what's that site I was just talking about? Invest, Investopedia, right? Like the definition Investopedia gave. I think that that is a, if we're speaking specifically about a married couple, I think that definition holds true and I would, you would get no qualms from me. No arguments about, no, about the definition or the, the aspect of financial cheating. But my problem lies when, what if it's a couple that isn't married? What if it's a couple that isn't married and they agreed to do these things financially, yet one person isn't picking up their slack? And even if the person who, if the couples are married, you got the one person who isn't picking up their slack. Should the other person fall because the other person isn't picking up their slack? Should the other person continue to allow themselves to go deeper into a hole financially? Because the other person is literally digging this ditch. The more they, 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 they take away money that's supposed to be shared amongst the two. And then the crazy thing is that the people who are uh, being, I guess, financially cheated on will have this mindset of, well, you, you didn't have to say Yes. Or, well, you you could have used this money for your own personal pleasures as well, just as much as I, I used it for my personal pleasures and wants and as well. They'll say, oh, you could have done the same thing as me, or you could have said no, you could have. And as I stated before, I don't do the whole responsible thing with money. Because I want to. It's because I have to. Do y'all really want to know what I'd spend my money on? If I didn't have responsibilities, and this is not to deter anyone, please. If you want to donate, donate. But if I didn't have anything to worry about, or if I didn't give a fuck at all about my financial responsibilities, let me tell y'all what I'd spend the money on, right? If you're going to donate or not, whatever, right? The money that I make, whether it's donated or not, this is what I would spend my money on. Video games, uh, like crazy. I'd buy every single new video game. Instead of one brand new video game every few months or once a year or two, three games a year, I'd spend them uh, every time they came out. Especially if I really wanted to play them. Right? 
I do that. I'd spend it on uh, my favorite food every single day. If I did not give a fuck, right? I'd spend it on my favorite food every single damn day. You know? Um, what else? What else? Because uh, there's more. White yeah, sneakers. Sneakers. <laughs> if, yeah, I don't think y'all know this, but I am a sneaker lover. I wouldn't say a sneaker head. Sneaker lover. I love sneakers. I love looking at them. Hell, I love designing them. I love, I love just, just, I, I wouldn't say sneaker head because I don't, I don't be knowing names of all of them and all this stuff. I couldn't tell you straight up. If I was to look at, I, I could just look at a pair of shoes and be like, that is fire. But don't, that's going to be the name to me until I know what the fuck the name is. Those are fire. And I like this about that. I like this, that about them. That's that's uh, so. That's why I say sneaker lover, not sneaker head. But sneakers would be would be uh, another thing I'd spend a lot of money on if I had no cares in the world about finances, or I just gave no fucks about my financial responsibilities. Another thing. Yes, the list continues. Technology. A bunch of laptops, a bunch of phones. Uh, I'm a tech lover. Again, not a head lover. Um, but yeah, I would I would be buying the the tablets, the iPads, the 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 phones, especially drones, <laughs> cameras, just to dilly dally with them. You know what I'm saying? I love tech. But tech is very expensive. Shoes can be very expensive. Video games. Video game consoles are very expensive. Food can be very expensive. Another thing. Regarding health-wise, I'd probably... And I want to get back to doing this, but I'd probably spend a lot of money on vitamins and supplements and... You know, protein powders and things of that nature. I just be buying it just cause, you know. I was doing some grocery shopping the other day. Yesterday, actually. Not the other day, but yesterday. Although it was the other day. But yesterday, right? Yesterday from when I'm recording this. And I walked past the, uh, I think the pharmacy aisle. I'm looking at the protein powders. I'm like, man. I could spend a pretty penny on this powder right here. But I literally got to pay off, not even pay off, pay some down, pay down this uh, credit card debt that I owe. That I got steeper in because I paid last month's worth with a credit card balance that was overdue. I'm just keeping it real and keeping it honest with y'all. I got shit I gotta worry about. I can't just be worried about all the things I would love to get. And there's more. I'm not gonna go over the entire list. Trust me, there's more. I gave y'all the basics. Sneakers, video games, food. There's a lot more than that. I don't have the luxury to constantly, every time I get money, to spend it on all that. 
and neither do a lot of other Americans out there. Yet you have people who are very terrible with finances. As much as it is, you know, I guess polarizing to tell people, poor people especially, not to spend money on dumb shit. It's true though. Yeah, the system is fucked up. This this economy is trash. Capitalism is a motherfucker. That plays a big part as to why the poor stay poor. But there is accountability that need to be held from myself and other poor folks out there in America. Our spending habits, our budgeting needs improvement. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to fix all of our financial issues. But it's not going to make it worse either. And as I mentioned on this podcast many times before, I'm always open to to improvement, self-improvement. And if that means I got to stop spending in certain areas, you know, not ordering pizza as much. And that was another thing. When I said food, I meant pizza. (laughs) I'd I'd get pizza every day, every week or so, every month or so, because that's how much I love this shit. And I'm speaking from experience when I say these things. There was a time when I was doing all of these things, just worrying about uh, getting sneakers, worrying about buying all the video games I wanted to play, ordering pizza like crazy. You know? Only thing I didn't go too, too crazy on, even though I still love it, was the tech. And that was because even then I would like be like, okay, that's, that's, you're going overboard here. Don't buy this new phone yet. I know it looks cool and everything, but you know, your phone is working perfectly fine now. There's really no need for you to upgrade. You're not in the contract. You never sign contracts when you do your uh your your phone when you sign up for a phone plan anyway so you can upgrade anytime it's not like you have to all that right you're not stuck but at the same time don't don't be stupid <sighs> had to give me a sip but i just wanted to say that The aspects of financial cheating that I don't think are a bad thing is when somebody, and again, let me make it clear. It is okay for you to do this if you know for a fact this is someone that you're not going to build a future with. If you're not going to be with. It is perfectly fine for you to say, okay, the money that I am making, I'm going to put some aside so I can get on my own and do something i'm gonna put some aside so i can pay down debts i'm gonna put some aside so i can take care of what i gotta take care of here because you can't it's unwise of you to just say fuck this place if you're renting especially and you're living with somebody i would even advise this and i'm not a financial advisor so this is not i guess this is i should preface this by saying this is not financial advice But this is what I would do as someone who isn't married and someone who, even if I was married, this is what, how I would handle the situation, but this is not financial advice. Okay. 
Yes, I gotta say that now. Anyways, how I would handle this situation if I was with somebody that is just financially just not the it's not a financial sound individual at all. They even when you try to discuss the severity of the finances and you show them it's just I don't want to think about it because it's depressing so let me just buy all the junk food and buy all the candy and buy all the other shit or buy all the Chick-fil-A that I want and all this other shit and let me just buy all these clothes and buy all these concert tickets and buy all this weed and because this is the stuff that makes me feel good the temporary high that I get makes me feel good right makes me not ha- doesn't remind me that I am broke as fuck and I'm poor and I'm barely making ends meet I get it I know the feeling I just don't do any of those methods to try to escape from it the, oh, the eating though I've done that in the past the buying things and material things I know these feelings but again if I was that person in the relationship that was and again I'm not the most I'm financially sound but if I was the one that was fucking up the our uh, it's uh, finances I was putting us at risk of being kicked out of our home because I don't have money for rent because I'm not paying my half because when I do have it I blow it on on some bullshit. This is how I would expect my partner to react. If they was like, you know what, Ernest, you fucking up. I talked to you about this. You don't, you, you don't seem to want to change. So this is what I'm going to do. The money that I make, I'm going to put some aside to make sure I'm straight. So if we get kicked the fuck out of here, I can go get me a place. Or I can just move out now and leave you with this shithole. Alright? Or when the rent when the uh, lease is up, once it's time to move out, I move out, I'm good, I got my own place set, you just you left in the dust, right? I got this other money so I could take care of my other expenses and my debts because at least I was open about the debts that I have. You know about my debts, yet you don't care because it's not your debts. You don't even care about your own debts, so how do I expect you to care about my debts? Therefore, I got to be the one to care about my debts, which, relationship or not, you do, you are, you as in whoever's listening to you, right? whoever's listening to this right now. You are the bearer of your debts. You are the individual who owes the debts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, take care of that. Um, and that's advice for me as well. I'm not just reaching. Cause I'm not saying this to, to be, you know, holier than thou. I'm saying, hey, if I got to pay my debts, you got to pay your debts. Now, the school shit. <laughs> you agree student debt should not be a thing at all I'm not saying you you do what you want with that I ain't gonna tell you and again not financial advice but you do what you want with that um but I'm not against financial cheating probably went all over the place but I'm not against financial cheating if it means that you are going to 
end up falling into a hole or a deeper hole fucking with somebody who doesn't care about their finances and in turn doesn't care about you. Everybody got all this, well, it's wrong for somebody to try to, um, you know, take care of the, you're in a relationship. You can't just think about yourself. Why aren't you telling the other individual who is putting both of the people within this relationship into a financial rut? You're not saying to them, your spending is causing both partners to go into a financial rut. Therefore, you're being selfish because you're spending all these things on yourself and not thinking, well, what if the house needs this money? What if I should save this for a rainy day for an emergency, right? Or what if I can take part of this and spend it on on whatever the fuck I want and save the other half for the responsibilities that we both have together? Nobody says that to that individual. But what they say to the quote unquote cheater, the financial cheater is you're wrong for thinking about yourself. You're wrong for trying to better yourself. It's kind of like with this whole coronavirus thing. Everybody's telling everybody to get a vaccine. Nobody's not necessarily telling people how to take care of themselves as far as um, staying healthy, eating the right foods, this, that, and the third. And I know people are going to be like, the virus doesn't care if you're healthy. Yeah, people who are healthy and, and all this other stuff and they eat all this they alkaline diet and all that shit, right? Vegans and all that can still get the virus. Yes, they can still get COVID. But you can clearly see how the virus affects those who are healthy. And this is from, you know, from the stats from those who have stayed as healthy as possible as opposed to those who don't stay healthy at all just because you're alive doesn't mean you're healthy that's all I'm going to say there but the point I want to make when bringing that up is nobody tells it's always telling the individual who's trying to do right that they're being selfish for wanting better, for expecting better, especially. They don't tell the partner. And I'm not, I've seen people, especially financial advisors, tell the partner who was fucking things up, you're fucking things up. You're gonna lose your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your other. If you keep fucking things up, you're gonna lose your livelihood, your home, your all this. If you keep fucking things up, it's not that I've not seen this advice be stated before. All I'm saying is when it comes to this financial cheating situation, the discussions I've seen is more so chastising an individual for wanting to do better and saying, you know what? I I got to do better. Therefore, I'm doing these things. No, I am not for people hiding debts. I think if you're going to get in a relationship with somebody, right? And especially if you're going to have a joint account and you are taking out money out of this joint account to pay off or pay down some debts, then you should be open to say, 
yeah, babe, I took out this $5,000 because I owed this much money to this, or I need this much money in order to pay down this debt. Therefore, this is why from the joint account, this much money is missing, or I need your assistance with this, with this joint account thing so I can help pay. So you can help pay down this and then vice versa, whatever debts you have, I can put in money and you can also use this money that we are putting in together to pay down whatever personal debts that you have. I am, uh, if I'm not against people, if they're open about that, I'm against it. And I understand why financial cheating would be, why that would be considered financial infidelity when you have the partner who has, again, secret debts that they're paying off, even secret addictions, right? Someone got an alcohol addiction. Someone got a drug addiction. They're taking out money from the joint account to fund their drug addiction. That's financially cheating on top of other crazy things that that could bring to that relationship. But someone simply just saying, you know what? I've discussed this with you time and time again about the importance of us saving money, having money for this, that, and the third. Yet, it still doesn't seem to get into your head. So you know what? This this is my move. I am, the money that I make is going toward funding my way out of this relationship. So I'm good. Funding the, the, the debts that I owe and funding the expenses that I have. And of course, the expenses I have here until, you know, I'm gone. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You're not going to, because that's how I'm handling shit right now. So of course, I don't see anything wrong with that. If I, if, if anyone want to say that I'm wrong for handling it that way, please tell me a way where I can handle it to the point where I'm not going to continue on being dragged in into a hole financially. Finances get get uh, dealt with. Problems, financial problems get dealt with. And that, you know, my partner gets her shit together. If you can tell me a way how that can happen, I know people are going to be like therapy. People are going to be like this, that, and the third. And it's like, this is things we've discussed. And she might be listening to this podcast. She might be listening to this episode. Who knows? I ain't going to say names, but this is things we've discussed. I feel like people will jump to therapy or jump to, to scream Let's go to therapy. Let's do therapy, but not actually want to put in the work. But that's even with relationships. People would want to jump into relationships. People want to scream how much they 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 want to be in one, but don't want to necessarily put in the work that it takes to be in a relationship. They will jump and scream. I want to have this type of life. But they don't want to put in the work that whatever type of lifestyle that they want entails for them to have. I could go on and on and on. 
people who are supposedly, quote unquote, financially cheating, depending on what they're doing it for and why they're doing it, of course, is is going to be dependent on how I feel about it. But in general, from this definition, again, aside from a marriage situation, I don't see anything wrong with an individual because again, people are individuals still, even in relationship, an individual saying, I have to take care of myself, especially if they are with somebody who is not taking care of business as they should. I also think financial cheating is is just like how with, you know, I guess, sexual cheating. It's something that people only talk to men about. No one says it to women. If, if, again, if if me as, as the man in a relationship was fucking up financially, people would be telling my woman, you need to leave him. You need to... The money that you're making right now, sis, you need to put some of that aside so you can go get your own shit together. You need to worry about paying off your debts. Because he's clearly not... He's buying all these damn video games. He's ordering pizza like crazy. He's got boxes of sneakers coming up, being delivered to the house every single day, every week, a month or so. Rent is due, and y'all niggas still ain't paid a shit. Or he didn't pay his half because he's in. He didn't spend all of the uh, that month's rent on some sneakers. You gotta leave his ass. And you know what? Them people would be right. Them people would be absolutely right in telling her to do that. But again, I think when it comes to a man, we're supposed to be put up with. We're supposed to tolerate shit. We're supposed to be put up with shit because we are the providers of where all this, even if, even if it's a situation where the man can't, you know, afford all of that. I know people are going to be like, well, if he, if a man can't afford this, that, that there, he shouldn't be in a relationship. But tell a woman who got kids that she shouldn't have kids if she can't. Uh, afford to take care of them is wrong. But a man who wants to be in a romantic relationship with a grown woman, if, he, if he's not financially stable to, and I agree, with, that's the thing, I agree with that statement somewhat, but I think it's hypocritical to say that a woman who has kids, anybody who has kids really, they can't afford to take care of them then they shouldn't just continuously keep having sex and popping out kids that they know they can't afford meanwhile two adults who should have their own way of making money because the kids can't make the money you know we got child labor laws so the kids can't make the money now back in the day maybe you could tell your kid you could tell you you couldn't say that to a woman a woman could pop out kids and then at five years old, he he or she start working, right? Mainly a he because of the, the, the girls are still not allowed to, to work. But we have child labor laws here. <laughs> so you can't tell a single mother to put her kids to work. So if 
she can't afford to take care of them. And she's already got a kid and she's struggling to take care of this one kid. And then she keeps popping out more and more and more. You're kind of fucking up those kids' futures. You know what I'm saying? Putting them in a situation that ain't asked for. That's number one. Um, And giving them no choice. Because the kid didn't choose to be birthed. And the kid didn't choose to be in a situation to where they don't even eat at night. Or they don't even have clean clothes or whatever. Because their mom can't really afford it. Right? Meanwhile, with adults, adults have a choice. If I, if my broke ass right now was courting a woman or, you know, going after a woman and she knew I was a broke ass nigga, right? And she still said yeah to me and then gets upset that the broke ass nigga she said yeah to still, (laughs) still is a broke ass nigga. Can she really be upset with me now? She could be like, you're not living up to your full potential or you're wasting your money. And I get that. But can she be upset at, oh man, I'm in this relationship with you and you broke. You knew that. You knew that. You had the decision. You still said, yeah. Probably people going to be saying that shit to me and stuff. Like if you knew you, you, if you knew this woman was broke before you got with her, and all this other shit. Why are you still? It's a long story. And I'm a detail in the future though. It's a long story because the reason why I got with her this time was because, and I'll just say it this way, it just looked like things were going to be different from what it seemed. And I'm gonna just leave it at that. Yeah, I know this segment was pretty long, but I, as you can tell, I had a lot to say. I'm, I'm very passionate about things, people. When I got shit to say, I got shit to say. Um, and this whole financial cheating thing, it, it can go very ugly if you are giving off the wrong advice to <clears throat> the wrong people. Because some people get this advice and I feel like you're just enabling bad behavior. What you're doing is telling people who are trying to better themselves, you know, now I, I, I want individuals who are trying to better themselves to be upfront with their partner and say, yeah, this is what I've been doing because of what you've been doing. And I don't feel safe financially with you. And I don't feel like this, this, if I remain in this relationship with you, this would be a relationship that we would be financially secure in. I feel like I'd be poor the, the rest of my life being with you, to be honest with you. Therefore, I'm doing this shit. Be open about it. I can understand if you're doing it behind their back, yeah. Where the infidelity uh, uh, you know, comments come in at. But... I'm not going to get on here and say, nah, the, the, the man, especially, but the person who is doing the quote unquote financial cheating, they have to stick it out. They have to thug it out. It's up to them. Like I said, this ain't financial advice. This ain't even relationship advice. It's 
it's really up to you at the end of the day. Even when I do give off relationship advice or any other type of advice, it's really up to you. It's not, it's advice. It's, it's take it or leave it. That's what it is. It's, I'm not going to, but, but, but what I'm not going to do is tell them to thug it out. If they want to thug it out, if they want to say, cool, I, I still want to be with this person. Cool. If they say, you know what? I have to worry about me, my future. I got these goals. I got this, this, these dreams. I got these aspirations. I have this way of life that I want to live. And I can't do that with being with this person. Um, they have my full support. Not that it matters, but they have my full support in saying I'm out or I'm going to do these steps to make sure that I'm good. And they just, the other person is just going to be left in the dust. They're going to be left with what they brought to the table. If they brought nothing to the table, then they're going to be left with that. If they brought something to the table, but then they spent it all on some bullshit, well, guess what? They're going to be left with the bullshit that they they wasted all their uh, bringings on, you know? Adults, people. We are responsible for how we live. I don't give a fuck about what the relationship status is. The title is. Ultimately, you are responsible for taking care of your responsibilities. No, you don't have to do it alone. But to rely solely on another person. While you just kick back and you continue to fuck shit up. Well, fuck shit up for the other person. And like I said, if you truly care about the other person within the relationship, you would give it some serious thoughts on your actions. When I was being the financial idiot in the relationship, it took me thinking about what the fuck I was doing. It took me to look inside myself and say, within myself and say, I'm not only fucking things up for myself, I'm fucking things up for her. I got all these dreams and goals that I want, and I can't do that if I continuously spend money this way, treat money this way. She's got dreams and goals. She's got expenses, debts, and she's got a life in general. She can't be... Her life should not be put on hold. Her dreams or anything should not be put on hold because I'm fucking up. It took me for me to do that. But some people can't do that. That's why the I, I feel the divorce rates are so damn high when it comes to finances. It's because people can't do that. They can't look at the person that they agreed to marry to and say, my decisions are negatively affecting them. It's no, we're married now, and you knew this about me prior to when we were married, or you have to deal with it because we're married, and you don't want to get a divorce because you're going to get in more financial issues. That's why I'm glad I'm not married now. I'm going to leave that point out, and then we... Well, I'm going to speak on that point, and then we'll get into the last topic. That's why I'm glad I'm not married, because I feel as though shit would be a lot worse. 
she'll be a whole lot worse. There's certain people, women especially, but there's certain people in general that putting a ring on their finger, sadly, just gives them more of a to them it, it's it, it's an enabling thing again it's it, it enables them to not want to be better they think oh wow I and I've talked about this before they think oh wow he married me he still married me and I I'm very I'm this shitty of a person with you know finances or with my attitude or whatever and he still married me so it might it must not be a problem then or else he wouldn't have married me so let me double down on this issue or triple down or not want to fix it or bring up the fact that well you decided to marry me I don't know why this sorry for the awkward pocket and what the f- it's fucking this fucking phone y'all it's being weird I don't know if y'all can still hear me but it's being weird it's not even dying but it just blacked out and I'm trying to record I'm trying to get back into this phone is it still recording? Yeah. Anyways, I'm done. I'm done talking about this topic here. I will probably... <laughs> I feel like I have a lot more to say. Or at least I want to say more. But I don't know what yet. But I'm not going to talk about it anymore in this episode. Probably in the future. But yeah. Look out for yourself. And if you're with somebody who is clearly only looking out for themselves. And that's another thing. That's why, again, I feel like I got more to say. The other person is clearly only looking out for themselves. It's not a smart way they're doing it because they're only buying, you know, material needs that are not, uh, they're, they're, they're not going to take care of business that need to be take care and taking care of. They're just material needs. But still, they're thinking about themselves only. So if someone truly is doing that within a relationship, I see nothing wrong with somebody else saying, okay, bet, I'm going to do the same thing, but I'm going to spend my money on the opposite things that you're doing. I'm not going to spend all of my money on wants. I'm going to spend it on, on needs and stuff. And like I said before, I'm okay with financial cheating. If you know for a fact you're not going to be with this person for the rest of your life. If you still want to be with this person, you owe it to them and yourself to be open about it. And if nothing changes, I don't advise y'all to be together. Yes, this is some financial advice. Not a financial advisor, but I mean not financial, relationship advice. Not a relationship advisor, but this is relationship advice from a nobody. (laughs) For those who got me on that, you got me. But... You should not even be with them if you're still going to be try to be with somebody. You're going to do what you want to do, like I said. But if you still want to try to be with somebody who clearly is showing that they don't care about you, your future. 
I don't know why you would still want to be with them. Is it the sex, really? I don't know. But I only got a minute left in this segment. I don't want to spend all of it. So we're going to get into one more commercial break. And then we'll get into the next topic. Stay tuned. Sign up for my email list in the description box below and also get free consulting services. What is a consulting services? Well, you think of a counseling service where you would pay for a counselor and you would tell them your problems and, you know, they'll send some advice back to you or whatever. Well, I'm doing something a little bit similar, but I'm not a licensed counselor, you know, which is why it's free. So you go down in the description box below, you can book yourself an appointment, either a 30 minute appointment where you just want to get things off your chest, your mind and vent. You can do that for 30 minutes or you can book a 90 minute appointment and the 90 minute appointments are where you can get things off your chest, but also get some advice from me and my opinions and words of encouragement as well. So if this sounds like something that you are you would like to do, hit the description box below. And once again, please sign up for my email list because that's how you'll get news on other things that I'm doing in regarding to this podcast, regarding to the other things that I do outside of this podcast as well. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. So, full transparency, as I just was and as I always am, I mean, I just told y'all about my little relationship woes, or they not little to me, but, you know, I told y'all about that, told you about my financial issues, I'm always telling y'all about that, (laughs) how broke I am. But full transparency, so, before I get into talking about this topic here, I was supposed to, today's episode was supposed to be an interview with somebody. Um, sound like an interesting guy. Um, he reached out. I said, of course, we discussed the week leading up to this recording. He was, we were supposed to record today. Um, I sent him two messages. Now the last message I know specifically was, Hey man, uh, hope you're doing all right. Here's a meeting. Here's a link to the Zoom meeting that I have set up for us. Uh, you know, this Saturday. Hope to speak to you soon. The message before that, I don't really necessarily what it was, but I do remember not getting a response to that message or this last message. So I assumed dude was like everybody else who done that in the past. Um, you know, if you're wondering how come I haven't had pretty much any or many interviews, I don't think I did any interviews this year, you know? Um, I had about three or four planned out, including this last one was 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 going to be probably like interview number four this year, had they all panned out. But just like the last three, at least, I'm going to put it that way, three out of the four of this year, uh, just like the last three, um, he did not, he did not respond back or he just, 
he's different from the other ones because I just got a notification when I hit the break, right? I hit the break. I, I'm scrolling through my phone. I'm looking at, you know, I'm eating up on the snack and drinking water, staying hydrated and all that. Um, but then I saw the notification that he's he joined the Zoom uh, call that was set at 12 o'clock. It's now 1.32 as I'm recording this. But he never responded. Again, he never responded to. Um, and uh, at twelve, I was I was recording, as as you heard. I, that uh, whole last segment is an hour long. Um, I recorded that segment like around like eleven fifty something. Um, either or, it was an hour long. Um, therefore, he right when I started recording that segment is probably around the time he joined the Zoom meeting. And again, I wasn't looking at notifications. I'm recording here. I'm talking. I'm discussing. Uh, long story short, I'm going to try to get him on for next week. Um, I do have to hit him back just to apologize for the delay. But just for future reference, and this is why I'm saying this here, future reference, for anybody who wants to be a guest, um, please let me know that you are, <laughs> that you got my messages. Let me know that if I send you, especially if I send you the Zoom link and everything, that you're still on and let me know for sure because that's how I know. That's how I knew with the guests in the past is, okay, we don't have to be in correspondence every day, but it's like when I send the Zoom meeting, because I don't have it always when we discuss about, you know, being on the show and what you want to talk about, what I do is I make the questions for the, what I want to ask you. I make the questions for the podcast first, right? And then I make the Zoom meeting afterward. That's usually a couple days after we first corresponded, probably some, most of, a lot of the times a week afterwards. So it's not an instant, okay, here's a Zoom meeting, boom. It's let me make up questions, okay? And then after I do the questions, usually within the same day, uh, but they're, again, they're days after I initially talk to the guest, right? Or potential guest, I would make the Zoom meeting. And then that same day after I make the meeting, I send it to them. And they usually respond with a great, or okay, can't wait to speak to you soon, blah. And that's how I would know. Okay, it's time. You know, it's it, it, the meeting is still on, right? These last three guests did not do that. You know, I would I set up a meeting, no response. Sent the link, hey, hope all things are well. Uh, hopefully I get to speak to you, uh, you know, Saturday. Because again, I recording Saturday most of the time right hopefully I see you Saturday no response so I take it as okay the last two messages got no response maybe they're busy maybe they're changed their mind so and I mentioned this before I always have a backup for uh, backup topics these are topics right right now are topics that I have written down um, just in case didn't do the interview and I didn't think that the interview was going to happen now it's my mistake because usually 
when it has happened in the past. It's happened multiple times in the past. When it has happened in the past, I waited until the interview time. I would be on the Zoom call, right? And I would wait until the interview time. And then once, you know, maybe 10 or so, 15 or so minutes, no no more than 50, I give them 15 minutes, right? If, if 15 minutes has passed and they didn't join the Zoom call, then it's like, okay, it's, I think it's safe to say that we're not doing this interview today. Therefore, I can now just talk about the topics. I didn't do that this time, which that's on my end. But again, future reference. That's why I'm talking about this here. Future reference for anybody who want to be on the guest. Please let me know that you are. Uh, once I send you the Zoom link, one, let me know that you got it, obviously. And two, let me know that you are still on, if you're still on or not. Uh, because just you simply you know, just not, not responding when not every avenue that we could, you know, respond on has a, has a thing that said, okay, this person read your message or whatever. Even the ones who have read the messages on avenues we did respond where you can tell if someone read the message, um, they still didn't show up. So it's like, even being, leaving me on red is just, it, that's not an indicator of me saying, Okay, I know we're going to do this interview. So, but I should have waited. I should have waited. At the end of the day, I should have waited till 12 to record. Um, Because from my records, again, I got the notification. uh, But I didn't see it. But it said that he joined the room 1159 or whatever. So, I should have waited. That's on me. But for future references, for just potential guests. Um please just respond back to the message. It don't got to be something elaborate. Just got to be got it or yeah, see you Saturday or, you know, a thumbs up emoji, (laughs) whatever. Just letting me know that you are still on for our recording because if you're not responding, how am I supposed to know, you know? Anyways, just wanted to get that out the way. Um, Now on to this last topic here. Um, some more advice from your boy, but nah, yeah, for real. Some more advice that I feel as though that I can, um, definitely shed some light on because this is something that I am again, currently going through and have gone through for some, some time. Um, as you can see from the title, for those who look at the titles of these topics, um, This is advice for people who aren't cut out for, quote unquote, real work, you know? And what I mean by this is um, people who are traditionally creators, right? Creatives. Entrepreneurs too, you know? Not even just creators or creatives, but entrepreneurs are especially fit into this mold. But as a, I guess, an entrepreneur, but someone who really calls himself a creator um i feel like this 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 is a realization that i came with i came up with um i always knew about this stuff but this is something that i like recently i've told myself yeah this is the case this is definitely the case for you and i felt as though because 
there are so many other creatives out there like myself who hate working uh regular jobs real jobs whatever you want to call it um but yet they live in the united states or they live somewhere or they just it's a part of life you you have to work you have to do uh, you might have to work a job that you don't want to work because rent is due bills are paid debt got to be taken care of you know all the all the shit all the the sad shit that I was talking about last topic that I was so wrong in in talking about because you know who who wants to care about that stuff you know it's melancholy it's sad we just want to turn up and 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 eat and turn up and smoke and turn up and drink right all that stuff right that's what we want to do with our money well for those who even if they want to do it for those who are creatives like myself but they got to take spend the time creating or working this is my advice for creatives out there who can't work a real job meaning like you just you're not cut out for it you're cut out to be the entrepreneur that you are cut out to be you're cut out to be the creative and to have a life doing the thing that you do creating the art that you create whatever that art is but you're someone like myself you're in tune with reality reality is I'm not at a point in my personal career now as a creator Um, whatever that creative is creativity is I'm not at a point to where I can financially that I'm financially stable that I can live off of you know doing this art therefore I gotta have a job right well my advice to you is if that is the case for you instead of going from job after going on indeed which to me indeed is it's oddly one of the best sites ever but it's just weird in a way where I I don't know go on indeed they don't pay me to promote them but go on indeed you're gonna you're gonna find some work on indeed that's what i'm just gonna say i can't speak for everyone everywhere but from me at least in my experience here in charlotte north carolina indeed is gonna indeed get you some some jobs not even some a lot of jobs to be honest with you Uh, indeed you want y'all better sponsor me damn it because i ain't got nothing but good things to say about y'all weird ass company (laughs) yeah for real for real though instead of going on indeed or any other job searching website right maybe you go on these other platforms right instead of going on job searching sites and applying for everything find something that if it's not going to be suitable to your career obviously if it's something suitable to to your career do it don't do no other shit do it do that damn job do it even if it's not if it's something that is close to what you want to do career wise but it's not necessarily it being very close to what you want to do career wise is better than i don't know working working at a damn chick-fil-a and you want to be a, a writer a creative writer right you want to write books you want to write screenplays and things of that nature right 
movies, right? What the fuck you doing at Chick-fil-A? You know, just because they, they, they're hiring right now, or Amazon, because they're always hiring, because they always getting people quitting for good reason, right? I'll tell y'all my Amazon story, by the way, in the future as well. I, I want to do a lot of personal trauma tump- dumping here in the future on this podcast. I'm going to just let it be known, all right? So, there's that. Anyways, <laughs> be in tune for that. Um, but... Instead of working a job that has nothing, if you had the opportunity, put it that way, if you had the opportunity to go into a field that is adjacent to your dreams, right? It may not be exactly, but it's 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 in that realm, right? Do it. Do it so you can get your foot in the door to people who are probably at your job or within that said business, and they are in that field that you're into or they know people who are in that field you know what i'm saying and of course do it for the money god damn it but for those who don't have luck finding that stuff like me right i don't have luck finding jobs that are close to uh you know anything to do with writing and stuff i i found one job that was back in 2019 when i wrote for this magazine that fell under during the pandemic and that was that I couldn't find anything else if I was to solely just look for writing gigs at this point in time I'd still be well I'm still broke let me put it that way but I'd still be uh, jobless right now how I work this system or at least how I looked at it as is okay let me find something, a type of job or something that I believe is easy, but I also don't mind doing for now to bring him to bring home the paper. Now, this is not a whole for life thing. For me, it's working in a warehouse, right? I'm someone who, I like to be physically active, you know, um, I like working out, I like going for walks, um, that doesn't mean work me like a motherfucking slave, but I do like to be physically active, and, but, being physically active is not my career goal, my career goal is, is, you know, writing and shit, right, like I said. Um, so you're like, what is, what does working in a warehouse have to do with that? It doesn't, but what I did as far as finding a regular job in quotation marks or a real job in quotation marks, (laughs) right? What I did was I found something that was pretty close to a hobby of mine. You know, I don't mind doing heavy lifting a lot. I don't mind walking around a lot, Um, you know, and as long as it's just that easy. Now doing it all day, yeah, it gets tiring, but so, so is working out all day. Y'all have ever worked out all day or many hours of the day? It's fucking nuts. 
So pretty much what I did was I found something that I didn't mind doing because it's kind of close to something that I like doing outside of work, even outside of my personal uh, work as in writing and stuff. Working out, like I said, physical activity is not something I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't want to be an athlete. I don't want to be, uh, you know, a gymnast, a power lifter, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to walk marathons or run marathons or whatever. I don't want to, but these are things that I do like doing. I don't want to be them for as a career. I'm 30 years old, so I think it's too late for me, even if I wanted to. I think, I don't know. I think <laughs> if I wanted to, but not, nah. but I just found something and that's the thing with me. It's like you find something you don't necessarily mind doing to help fund your personal career goals. And of course, the other responsibilities. Right? So that would be my advice really to people who are, again, not cut out for real work. Right? Because I, I consider myself as someone who's not cut out for real work. I tried... The myriad of everything. Retail. Hated it. Hate working with people. The customer is always right is the biggest, one of the biggest uh, lies ever being told. And it really, especially with Americans, you cannot tell Americans that type of, uh, that, that, uh, that mindset. Even people who aren't, you know, citizens of this country once you get them and once you once they understand the customer is always right model oh they they, the entitlement starts to come out the american entitlement from these non-americans start to come out still you know and i hate that um that's the worst part about retail and just and just up working other jobs in general working with incompetent people i tried food service I tried working at, you know, restaurants and stuff. Can't do it because I felt as though that, again, you know, when I wasn't the cashier, so I wasn't dealing with people. But again, when you're working in the back, it's food services, this weird thing where people will see you do well at something. Other jobs do this too. But they will see you do well, so well at something, and they think that because you do it so well, you can do it by yourself while other people are being paid. Meanwhile, there's other people in the same position as you. They're being paid to not do the damn job, essentially. Right? And it's, well, you know, Ernest got it, or Bob got it, or Sarah got it, you know, they're that good to pick up the slack, you know, they're the LeBron James of this team over here, they're good enough to pick up the slack and put the team on their back and stuff, everybody else just has to do the bare minimum, or they have to suck, LeBron over here will pick it back, will pick it up, right, but then when things go wrong, guess who gets blamed? Not the individuals who, who who suck, who are slacking. It's the LeBrons. The LeBrons are the ones that get paid. So me. So it's Ernest got it. 
but let's not give him credit for all this team effort. But Ernest got it so much so that if something goes wrong, well, he's the only one working. Therefore, he must be the only one fucking up. Instead of looking at the people who are not doing what they need to do. That's just from my experience. But in a game with food service, I really don't care. Like, I'm not trying to... The pay is too low. And I know a lot of jobs. I know a lot of people who are probably going to be like, well, I'm not cut out for real work because this pay is too low. I get it. Even if you're not someone who is a physically active individual like myself, or you don't really like physical activity, right? You, you you like doing a food service shit, but you're like, or anything that is, I guess, supposedly low maintenance, low maintenance right? <clears throat> you like doing that stuff, but the pay is too low for you, right? Well, I mean, my advice for you is, I don't know, sell drugs. <laughs> that was a joke, but I... Honestly, it's like, I get it. I get it why the pay, you're, you're like, this This ain't worth the, the pay ain't worth the, the squeeze that I'm doing right now. And I, I would 100% uh, percent agree with you on that. But maybe you're going to have to f- either deal with it. You might have to double up and, and get another part-time. Or you might have to find something, again, that you don't necessarily mind doing but it's not going to be a career for you or just try super hard not work that's another option um or try super hard to find to 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 get yourself popping you know this is mainly for advice for again creatives and entrepreneurs who want to well, not necessarily want to work, but they feel as though the smart thing for them, again, for them to do is to have a job so they can fund their dreams and their goals and things of that nature, right? And responsibilities of, of uh, too. That's mainly what this advice, who this advice is for. If you feel like, if you're someone that feels as though you're not cut out for anything you also don't like the pay disparities um you have every right to feel that way Uh, my only suggestion to you is to well you have to do something or you do nothing so whatever that something is that's something and whatever that nothing is well you know what nothing looks like so yeah, but that's pretty much it. That's all I got to say. I don't want to drag this out too long. Um, that's the advice that I have for people not cut out for quote unquote real work. Um, we out here. There's there's a lot of us out here. Don't be ashamed. Do not be ashamed. That's, that's the last thing I want to say. Do not be ashamed if you're someone who feels as though that the regular nine to five, the real job, the whatever, right? You're not cut out for that. Because you aren't, you know, if you're a super religious person, um, I don't think, or spiritual person, I don't think God or, or 
the universe wants you. There's a reason why these things aren't working out for you. There's a reason why these things didn't work out for me. Now, a lot of it probably is me. Part of it, I'm going to put it that way, not even a lot. And the same goes for you. Part of it is probably you. But I think if you really look deeply into it, it's, well, there's something that doesn't excite you about it there's something about it that you feel as though isn't worth the work you're absolutely right in feeling that way um but as i was giving advice to the people who can't find something that they're somewhat interested in for the time being you either do something or you do nothing right and like i said that something can look like going for yours 100% even if it means going broke or whatever right for some time if you could if you could find a way to live do it if that means having to take on a couple part-time jobs or whatever or I don't know and again you know what you know what nothing looks like nothing is literally just not doing anything at all that's the choice you want to make. That's the choice you want to make. But it's either something or nothing. And you cannot be upset at results because the results vary between the two. When you do something, you're going to bound. You're, you're, there, the possibilities of doing something can result in, you know, things that you may work in your favor. Things that you may want, right? But the result of doing nothing, well... You can't res- you can't expect results the same results as someone who is doing something if you're doing nothing. So apply that to yourself, okay? If I want these results, I have to do something. If I'm doing nothing and I'm expecting these results, who who can I get upset at at the end of the day when these results don't happen? You. Cuz you chose to do nothing. So, that's that. That's all I got to say. This has been another episode of the Earnest Thoughts Podcast. I'm glad I got this one out. Even if I'm still going to try to reach out to dude. uh, Because I still, obviously I made the questions and all that stuff. But again, hopefully I get a confirmation. That's not. You know, that's all. But it's been another episode of the Earnest Thoughts Podcast. Glad another great one in the books. Um, I definitely got to get more personal because I do like talking about myself (laughs) and just being real about it. So hopefully you enjoyed it as well. Hopefully you learned something from this podcast. Hopefully you got something from it. Um, yeah, share this episode as well. Subscribe. Please rate the podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts, but wherever you can rate this podcast, please do so. Check out the links in the description box below. If you feel inclined, please, 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 please donate however many, however much money you want to. That's really up to you. That's why I leave the PayPal in there. I know there's two donation links usually. One that anchor puts in there anchor where i host these podcasts they they post that link there you know that's them by the way all the other links is posted by me but 
they post that support link there. Um, when you click that link, there are varied amounts of money you can donate to. I don't think you can customize. I don't think. I don't know, but I don't think you can customize. But that's what why I leave PayPal there. So if there's a specific amount of money that you want to put, you want to donate to me, and the link that Anchor leaves doesn't have that specific amount, you can always just send it via PayPal. It's going toward the same thing, paying off my debts and paying rent and paying bills. So, <laughs> yeah, wherever you send it, however much you choose, it's going to taking care of business. And then, of course, making sure that I have, uh, I will get the proper equipment um, in the future because I do want that. I do want that. But when I get my own place, so there's that until next time until next episode stay black if you are black stay beautiful black lives matter lgbtqia plus lives matter black women matter black men matter black trans women matter black trans men matter and you matter whoever you are and i'm out peace